Welcome back to the boys of 161st Street. Been two, a little two-week hiatus. We were a little upset. Uh, everybody was a little upset. We didn't know if we were getting baseball. Negotiations sucked. Horrible. Tired of talking about the same thing over and over and over again. Bad on both sides. We're fanatics. We love the fucking sport. We love everything about it. It was starting to piss us off to the point where we didn't even want to talk about it. I looked at Damon. I live with Damon. I looked at Damon. I was like, hey, are we doing an episode tonight? He was like... No. <laughs> nothing to talk about. I don't know. Well, there was nothing to talk about. It's, it's just, I, I was sick and tired of talking about these new proposals and these new tweets that go out that allegedly the season's going to happen. And then two days later, it's like, uh, actually, we're really far behind and nothing's happening yet. So I was really tired of talking about it. I was too, dude. There was but, so many. The word proposal was used way too much. Yeah, it could have been a drinking game. And like you, like the thing was... You knew when a proposal went out, it was going to be declined. Like they, there was usually when you see a proposal, it's like okay, like maybe they'll accept it. Like every single one I knew was going to be declined, and there was no. I don't even know why they accepted the last one. Why? Did, why did they? Let me ask you. Let me ask you both a question because I saw. I think Trevor, Trevor Bauer probably tweeted this out. Tweeted this out, and he was like, Goat. "These uh these proposals between the players' union and the on the owners are supposed to be confidential. Is supposed to be kept quiet, but." Once I went out and publicized this, now we're just reacting, yada, yada, yada. Would you guys have rather been up to date with everything everything happening? Or would you have rather not heard a damn thing and then two days ago would have just been like, yeah, we're getting baseball, we're good to go? I think I would have been much more excited <clears throat> for when the season started if I didn't know every offer that was put on the table every couple days. Because by the time the offer came around, like I was excited. But it wasn't really out of nowhere. It was kind of like, all right, finally, like they finally accepted it. And I was like more relieved than excited. It was like a settlement almost. Whereas if they were just in negotiations or whatever and didn't know any of the deals, and then all of a sudden, a couple days ago, they're like, boom, baseball's back. I would have like been super excited. I think I'd rather know nothing. And you know why? Because knowing the negotiations made me know for a fact that we aren't getting baseball for financial reasons, not for corona and health reasons like if we didn't hear anything if we were naive and they didn't tell us shit i'd be like okay it's probably because the world's in turmoil and like everybody's dying around that's a valid excuse but they were so public about how they were penny pinching on both sides and that just like is a horrible look so if they didn't tell me shit i'd be like yeah it's probably because of health it was kind of like they're gonna tell me that openly it's because we can't negotiate we can't decide whether or not like a 10 game difference in proposals is going to shut the season down because that the five games, actually it was a five game difference where they were at. And then they eventually mm-hmm. agreed on this. That's fucked up. Like, yeah. The th- then, like for instance, when I heard hockey was coming back, I was like, Oh, like we didn't heard nothing about it. Be. Obviously we're not in like, we're not involved in like the hockey universe community as much, Scene. but like, <laughs> yeah, as soon as I heard that and I don't even watch hockey, I was just like, I'm going to be the biggest Rangers fan in the entire world. I'm ready to go. I was, I was so excited. 
But I did the same thing you know, for golf. I just picked Justin Thomas. Still excited. Go Rangers. <laughs> I did the same thing for golf. I've never really watched golf, but since I had nothing else to do, I'd been playing it. So I started watching it and picked Justin Thomas just because he went to Alabama. And um, he did not play very well today. But I'm excited to not have to pretend I like yeah, watching didn't golf. Didn't you say you couldn't even pick him out of a lineup? <laughs> At a time, I couldn't. Like I, So I was like, all right, he's really good. He went to Bama. Like, I'm going to like him. And then since then, I've done a little bit of research. Now I could definitely pick him up. But, you know. Yeah, I sent that pick, and you were like, yeah, no, that's him. <laughs> you barely <laughs> even knew. Yeah, no, I had no idea. I, I just was like, well, he's good and went to Bama. And he's second in FedEx Cup, you know. Yeah. Um, so we'll start a golf podcast. Soon. Soon enough. So they <laughs> so since they did agree on 60 games, the, bra- the, the makeup of the games that are going to be played, the schedule's not out yet, but – we do know that there's going to be 40 games that are played within division and 20 that are against your National League counterpart or American League counterpart. Your counterpart. Uh, honestly, just to start off, I feel like this is for good reason. Like I understand why they did this because 40 game majority of games should be played against your division because the playoffs are evidently determined based on your status in the division because obviously we're keeping the same divisions. I know before they were talking about that whole 10 division, 10 team division bullshit that would have messed up our standings board that we made, (laughs) but they are keeping the divisions and I understand why 40 games you need to, if you're going up against these other teams like Rays, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Orioles in our case, you got to play the majority games against them because let's say the Orioles worst team, obviously, let's say they play the Giants, Mariners, Pirates, and Marlins for the majority of the season, and we play the Twins, Brewers, Dodgers, Astros for the majority of the season. The strength of schedule fucks everything up, and they make the playoffs over us just because we had to play harder teams. So I understand why nearly every game is played in almost like a pool, like pool play, like the, like the uh, World Cup, and obviously the 20 games in, against your counterpart makes sense for travel purposes because... Corona's the thing still, and you want to minimize travel as much as you can. So, at face value, I understand why they did it. I have no qualms with that. Yeah. I don't. I don't love it, but I understand why they did yeah. it. Yeah, there was no other way to do it. There, it was. There's probably a few other ways to do it, <laughs> but yeah. But I, I think that the limited traveling. What are you going to do? Play one game again? You, like the other thing about the series, you still you're, not, you're still having series in baseball, and if you have a couple different interleague series, you still need to play them two times at minimum and it, I mean, it doesn't really work out that way with the limited amount of games so the yeah. 40, 40 game season with the direct division it makes sense I don't love it um, but I think like you I said, have to like, like I said before the NL East we could have we could have been a tougher division I think the NL East is going to be super exciting to watch no that's our that's yeah. our counterpart right yep so mm-hmm. that's going to be tough but that's going to be my favorite division to watch besides every Yankee game. Yeah, so let's get into that. How, what do we think? Well, I'm excited. Just before we get into yeah. it, I'm I'm just kind of excited that our games, our like interleague games against the NL East are going to actually matter um, towards playoffs more than and towards the division rankings so much. Like at, when the Yankees play the Braves, for example, it's not like a super competitive series it's an it's an interleague game and like you know it's okay it's whatever it doesn't grand scheme of things not big usually a two-game series 
But now we got to play them five times, and it matters for a significant portion of the schedule. So we're going to be mm-hmm. playing the Braves, even though it's not the division or the Mets or the Phillies or whoever. And it's going to the games are going to matter. It's going to be a playoff like atmosphere. Yeah, in a regular time. And it's, in a I'm regular excited season. to see that. Yeah, in a regular so season, excited. like I remember watching those games, and in the back of my mind, it was more of just like an entertaining watch instead of a competitive watch. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I mean, they're. When the Mets play the Yankees, I remember we had a doubleheader last year. One was during, that's during the fight work. for New York. That's a little that's different. a fight for New York. But like, even so, the game like if we we split that series, I remember vividly because I my friend Dean is a Mets fan. He gave me he's like, oh, we beat you guys. You guys aren't aren't even that good. Judge who, whatever. Pete Alonso is the greatest. Fuck him. Whatever. I like that game really didn't matter to me, although because it was the dog days of summer. We don't have a dog days of summer anymore. We're starting in the dog days of summer. Dog days of summer right yeah. now. They would be happening now. We're 100 games in. Yeah. It's crazy. It's interesting, too, because we have a 60-game season starting in July. That's because that's the most we could possibly have for here on out. So we, at this point, we'd be about 100 games in to the point of where opening day is supposed to be. So it's just yeah. weird to see that we literally eliminated the whole dog days of summer thing. And like, like you said, every single game against... The Nationals, the Braves, Phillies, Mets, Marlins, all of them, they're going to matter just as much as every single game against the Rays and every single game against anybody. And every other game is going to matter too. Like, I mean, not directly, but, I mean, dude, it's just the margin for it's error gonna be, it's is gonna be so excited. small. Um, I'm excited to see what the actual full schedule is. I might be like. a little more excited. I, I don't know. Something about the shortened the season, season. The season's starting right after where the All-Star break would have been. And so many people you see a hot start in the beginning of the season come out flat dog days, like you said, and that's just not going to be a thing anymore. You're not going to see a guy hit 30 home runs in the first half and then have three in the entire month of August. Like that's probably not going to happen, at least because of the dog days. Like it's, yeah. it's such a small, my favorite word, sample size <laughs> that anything can happen. So I feel like us as fans, we should just be thankful that we have a season and rather than compare it to what, the season could have been if it was normal. Yeah. We should just kind of look at it as like for what it is. Yeah. And embrace embrace a little bit of change. That are so unique. Yeah. Because yeah. if you think about it this way, I hope to God we never experience something like this again. So it's going to be an experience that we hopefully only live through once. And it's going to be pretty cool. I think it's going to be super intense. Every single game is going to be crazy. Um, it's gonna be like watching like NFL Sunday, but just every day. That's that's a good comparison because there's so few games in the NFL and now. Something that used to be a marathon is now a sprint, and it's a sixty game sprint. And then you got the playoffs, and honestly, I I, I don't know, I know we're gonna wait to get into this, but I kind of want to get into it now. Like, I think this World Series, honestly, at first, I was like, hell no, it wouldn't be legitimate. But I got to thinking. This may just be my irrational like love for the Yankees talking and think that we have a real shot at it, but I'll declare it right now. I think personally, I don't know what you guys think. I'd love to hear it. I think this series counts, the World Series counts, and here's why: because, well, obviously everyone knows the whole the old adage is like, World Step World the championships are won in October. Like, it's who's hot at the right time. You got to stick it out. 162 games never really determined. Like the always, the person who is the leader at the end of the year, like in record, never usually wins it, which is really interesting 
an, an interesting counter argument to the whole 162 game season and like whether like if that's the determining factor of whether a World Series counts or not. I feel like always the World Series are won in October. And look at the Nationals last year; they were a wild card team. So if you're going to say a World Series doesn't count, and a, a wild card team last year, last seed in, wins it last year, like you're wrong. Like the team that was like the Astros and the Dodgers and all them who were the favorites throughout the whole thing and had the best record, Yankees included, throughout the whole year, those teams had the best records and they didn't win. So what makes a 162-game season more valid than a 60-game season, even though you have to win the same amount of games? You wouldn't need, what is it, 21 games you got to win in October to win the whole thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just, to me, why I think it counts. I'm going to root for the Yankees to win the World Series this season, I hope so. If not, if <laughs> yeah. no, I was gonna say, if not, I'm not picking the White Sox. If not, yeah, you know what? No, I'm feeling the Cubs. I meant just as much as a regular season, another season, 162, and I kind of, it might be a little bit more. I don't know, and just, just for the simple reason that I want my team to be better than any other team, and that's why you want them to win in any other given year. Somebody's still, but be- you're still better than everybody else. That's the only thing that I, I don't know. What do you Listen, guys think? I think that. I, go ahead, Murph. Go you ahead, go Murph. first. All right. Well, no, so after you. I think after the you. biggest reason the, the actually back, you know I'm going to play devil's advocate. <laughs> I'll go because I want to play devil's advocate here. All right. The whole does it count thing is interesting because I'm thinking like, oh yeah, same thing you do. You win the games in in October one and whatnot, but there is no way that after last year, the Nationals would have won if it was a 60-game season. There's no way. And I think that this year, the odds that the team who wins the World Series in a 60-game season and the team who wins the World Series in a 162-game season are going to be different, which I don't think that really changes the validation of whether it counts or not because you were the best in that season, whatever the season's parameters are. So I can agree with that. But I do think that the, the World Series champion is going to be different in a 60-game season than it will in a 162-game season because of injuries, because of fatigue, because of how you build your team in the playoffs in the long run, that kind of thing. Like, the dog days, like you said, like your your placement in the division, that sort of thing. Like, the Nationals were 21 and 25, I think, last year at one point. Not that that that's 60 games, but I know that they were very far out in the beginning of the season. They started off on a pretty big skid, and they had to come, like, roaring back in the second half. Yeah. So in a 60-game season, that doesn't happen. They well, don't make the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Whoever wins the 60-game World Series versus on 162 is going to be incredibly different. I think a lot of teams manage. Like the Yankees, for example, Boone manages the team for the long run. With swapping everybody out, it's a very different type of managing style. Um, going back to if it counts or not, obviously I think it's going to count in the record books. I think... With the the value of it, if the Astros counts this, yeah, one it's get, I th- yeah, exactly. <laughs> they I think didn't strip that. So here's here's the reason why I think <laughs> it. I think us in general have been hearing so much about this because I don't know if I've seen on an actual MLB page or a anything like that that talks about the entire league. Does this World Series count? I don't know. I could be wrong, but I personally haven't seen it or haven't been paying attention to it. And I feel like we see it all the time because we're the favorites and we're most hated. So automatically people are like, oh, 27.5, 27.5 doesn't count. It yeah, counts a half. Like we, we hear it because we are going into the season as front runners and everyone wants us to lose. So that's why everyone's kind of like saying, oh, it's not going to count 
because you guys won so much and you guys are the favorites. But it'll if, count for everybody. If the, else. Yeah, if the Angels win, fuck yeah, that counts. You kidding me? Everyone had a fair shot. Yeah, it's it's gonna be there's gonna be bias, different opinions, and no one's gonna be happy regardless. Um, but obviously gonna count the record books, but. Um, if anyone else wins, doesn't count if Yankees win. So, so I think that's the interesting thing because if, for example, I was the one I was thinking was like the Twins win. It, when they say they win the American League, they beat us in the ALCS or something, and they go on and win. I'm gonna be like, well, wasn't a full season. I think the Yankees actually are probably hurt by the 60 game season because of the knickknacky yeah, injuries that yeah. they tend to Swear get. About and how much time. more of the season those Perfect are gonna time. take up? You're right, actually. That see, that's interesting. So, like, that's an interesting. I really point. think we are at a bad. That's, yeah, no, I'm just saying that's an interesting point because usually the train of thought is okay. We're benefited by the shorter season because we'll last longer because we can get through 60 games. We don't have to get through 162. However, if somebody gets hurt, it's like the the amount of games doesn't determine when you get injured. If you get injured in game two, you're out for the rest of the fucking season. You're hurt way more because you're out for the majority of the rest of the season versus a fraction of the season before. So, yeah. honestly, injury-prone teams like us are so much at a disadvantage because, I mean, we're all coming in healthy right now. We'll get into the injury updates in a bit, but I, mean, that, that, yeah. I didn't even think about that, honestly. I think kind of going, before we get into the injury stuff, I 100% agree with that, but um, a lot. Of, I think the one thing to think about that is that like the World Series is – the best team in the league throughout the entire season, in my opinion. I know that it's one in October, all those types of things. That's where you got to show your grit. Nationals, for example, wild card team, amazing. Um, but you got to get there somehow. I think the, the 162, it gives you that time to show who is actually playoff worthy. And I think that's where the um, it originally comes of this as a matter because 60 games is enough to see who's actually the playoff team and who's actually going to be... Who's battle-tested. Yeah, who's battle-tested, who's going to be in there, who's struggled, who's gone back and forth, who's come back, who's won on streaks, who stayed yeah. hot, who didn't get cold, yada, yada, yada. Look at the Dodgers, who were 42 games. Um, they won 42 games within the first 60 games of last year. Like, there's a lot to think about, and and it's... Uh, in, a, in a real season, the longevity of it is really what makes it so special. Um but yeah, there's, no, just, kinda, there's so many different moving parts yeah, and there's so kinda, many different biases that there's not one part that's going to be exactly right. And who knows? This could be a fucking hell of a season yeah. and everyone's, everyone gets crazy behind it and it blows it up. And now we're all like, this actually does count because that was fucking awesome. We have yeah. no idea. It might be better in a sense, in the, in the sense of like everybody's into every game. And I think that's the downfall of baseball. Not that I want a shorter season. I don't. I love baseball. I love it every day for 162 days, whatever, however long it is. But I think that's the downfall of the season because NFL Sundays, like we said before, everybody's hyped around it. Everybody, you're watching every game. The percentage of games that a casual fan watches is close to 100% for football, honestly. And for baseball, the percentage of games that a casual fan watches is whenever it's convenient, whenever it's like a Friday night, have the game on. It's like a 30%, honestly, the casual fan. Probably lower than that. Yeah. Lower than that, maybe, yeah. Yeah. But, like, you know, you see what I'm saying? The casual fan in football literally watches probably every game because it's the thing to do. It's a Sunday thing. But yeah, that's why I think this could benefit baseball a lot because you're going to have everybody who's 
maybe not as interested, like not as diehard as uh, like you're going to start a podcast about baseball, <laughs> but they're going to watch every game because it matters so much. It's literally it's it's close to that of more more of an NBA season because they have around this many games usually. I don't know. That's another another piece to to think about. The interesting thing I think for baseball is their ratings numbers. I think are going to change a lot because baseball, especially in the summer, never competes with the NHL and the NBA mm-hmm. and the NFL. So, like, basically for the entire season, they're going. They have, you know, they have from June until basically September, where they're not competing with any other sport. And then now, all of a sudden, most I think the entire season they're going to be competing with. Yeah. The NBA, the it's NHL, a week, a week later, the NFL, back, yeah. or all three, yeah, and some combination of those. So, like, it's going to be interesting to see how the ratings do. But for us, like, I'm taking baseball first until football happens. Like, if the Yankees are playing at the same time as Alabama on a Saturday, if they play, or the Jets on a Sunday, maybe I watch the Jets because I'm going to watch the other 55 Yankees. Yeah, but games, like, you but... do that anyway. In, in my opinion, right. like, you know, Jets are Jets. I stop. I watch the first three games. They lose. And I give up. But those first three <laughs> games, I'm usually watching them. And if there's a Yankee game, I'm going to do a split screen, but the Jets game gets the bigger screen, I got to say. But that, it's just an Edible once Sunday week. thing. It's a, it's a once a week yeah. thing. But so now, it could it could transition. But now. That's it, yeah. That's less mean, games. Is, yeah. it, is it now? I mean, I don't care. We any, break out another monitor. Jets at yeah. all anymore, <laughs> no. So. no, I get that. But I don't know. With 60 games, there's just so many things that change. Like a normal season is just so different. And honestly, I'm with you on the on the – 162 makes you more battle tested, and that's the whole reason why the World Series will count. See, I, I'm I'm in the I'm in between. I don't know if it counts, but I'm willing to declare that it counts for yeah. anybody. So that no, I, I agree that it counts. Yeah, 100%. like I, I'm down to like everybody as a community: Dodgers, Padres, Cubs fans alike. Everybody comes in. We all put our hands in the middle. We say this one counts, mm-hmm. and then we all play. And then we don't have this whole like, oh, if you win, it doesn't count. If the Yankees win, it doesn't count. But if like the Pirates win, it counts because that's like crazy. Like all that bullshit. That like if we all agree that it counts, it counts. But it's never gonna happen. No, I know. But I so I do agree that the 162 is a determinant if it counts or not because it's almost like you passed this test. Now you get to go to the playoffs. You you were able to. Like to, and to listen, get through the everyone's, dog summer. Everyone's going through the same it. damn thing. Exactly. Everyone's playing the same amount of games. It's not like one team has an advantage. However, this is going to be so fucking competitive now. We've yeah. said it before, but the amount of teams that are in the wild card chase. Yeah. At the well, sixty game point yeah. is everybody. <laughs> well, I know. I know. What we want to get into like the the sixty game award. What that would look like. Do you, want, do you want to say something before we get into that, Murph? Yeah, Murphy was sneezing, and then he wanted to I get into I thought I had it. to sneeze. No, no, no. Um, yeah, no, but sorry. So the thing that I was going to say is, like, if the Yankees aren't going to win the World Series, I would love to see somebody, like, take advantage of the format of the season and have, like, I don't know, Seattle or, like, Pittsburgh or the White Sox or somebody who hasn't won in, like, a long time and, like, maybe shouldn't win, maybe some kind of young team just, like, snap and win. I think it'd be Yeah, really that'd be cool. cool. But yeah. the, hold on. Does now – with the bias thing and how everybody will say like, oh, the Yankees don't count. I feel like the teams like the Mariners or the Pirates or the Reds, if they win, the bias also points to them not counting either because I, that I looks like a more fluke. So. No, yeah. I, think more so. I think if the more Yankees so. are the favorite. So if the Yankees they would have done it anyway. The season was the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But then if, yeah, yeah. Say like, uh, I, I think, know, yeah, 100%. Wins. 
Yeah. Say Texas Rangers win. You throw that. You throw that away because they were a sixty-game season. They're not going to win one hundred and sixty. Exactly. Games. That goes to the, knows, that goes hot. full circle because that goes to the point that he said you're battle tested through one sixty-two. You pass test one. You move on to the next booklet. But this one, dude. I mean, honestly, I I I'm, I'm all in for putting my hot. hands. I'm in for putting my hands in the middle and saying like it counts. But honestly, in hindsight, like if you see the Tigers win, I'm gonna be like, okay, there's something up here. Listen, and again, we don't know. We don't know. Every, we don't know the impact. Every single team is going to have their bias. Every single team is going to... Excuse me. just burped. Every single team that is rooting against whoever wins is going to have a bias. Everyone is going to have a bias. So... I think the... Oh, sorry. No, I think the I Central know. is going to be super interesting because the West has priorities like know. the Astros oh, and the Central. Blue Jays. Or the Astros and the Dodgers. Yeah. The... Astros East has the Dodgers Nationals, the Braves, the, the Yankees, the Rays. The Central has like a lot of teams in NL and AL that are very like similarly built. Like they're almost there. They're young, something like yeah. that. Like it's going to be really competitive, chipping away like with those teams. So I think one of those teams might be able to take advantage of mm-hmm. being in that kind of division that doesn't Hell have a yeah. powerhouse, okay. and it's just going to like. If you think it, about I could it, see Cincinnati doing that. I could see like yeah, there there are so many teams. We were talking about this before. There are so many teams. If you look at the divisions, there's so many like some divisions. All right, you have clear winners, you have clear clear <laughs> clear losers and clear winners. In divisions like the NL East, that's not the case. You have four that could definitely win it. In the NL Central, honestly. I was trying to pick out my my like rankings where the season should finish out. If you told me that any one of those teams was in first place, aside from the Pirates, maybe Pirates are a little bit of a long I shot. I think it's wide but in, open. But in this season, know. in this season, the Pirates are very much in the t- in the conversation. But in 162, if you told me the Reds, Cardinals, Cubs, or Brewers won in 162, I'd be like, okay, fine. You want that hear- makes sense. That that division might be the toughest through and through, nice. and especially because the Weakest part of that division is the Pirates, and they're they're bad, but they're they could win. You know, they got players that could do it. You want to hear something crazy? So, the NL Central. This is through. I know this is gonna be completely different, but to put it in perspective, the NL Central through the first sixty games of last season. Ready for this? Let's hear it. Milwaukee Brewers thirty four wins. Chicago Cubs thirty four wins. Cardinals thirty one. Pirates twenty nine, Reds twenty eight. They are that division. Is, that is within a quick maths. Um, I don't know, four game. I don't know. Six, leave the math to me. Give me six <laughs> games. Six games. Six I, games. I, I can't remember the numbers you said, but that's yeah. the top and bottom. Like is six games. Six game Zach. Math pod. Yeah, but like I do, that's crazy. I mean, that you're gonna see that not only. I mean, that's just and a, there's a DH and there's a Sorry. DH. I We're mean, that's just a but, small sample size, Murph. But every, yeah, but every this division is the sample size. But every division, I was gonna say, every division is gonna see that, which is crazy. That's that's the new norm. The new norm isn't blowing out the Orioles by forty games, and that was the it's, that was the closest it's maybe division. blowing them out by twenty. <laughs> that was the closest division in terms of front, the uh, leaders, top and to top to bottom, in the entire league Dude, last the, year. The NL Central. And this is the last thing I'll say about the NL Central. This is the Yankees podcast, but the NL Central is dark. No, it's interesting though. It's, it's a whole different thing. Podcast. Yeah, baseball's yeah. back. That's the baseball's time. Back. Well, I, what well, I was going to say, what, and I, the second closest right. one was the NL East. Yeah, and what I was going to say was the NL Central is Doc one sixty three. They love the one sixty three game. They love the tiebreaker, 
And who was the other one? The other one that did that in the same year was I the, thought they were, NL West. Uh, it was the yeah. NL West and the NL it Central. The NL yeah. It was the Dodgers, Rockies, and then it was the Brewers, Cubs. Brewers and Cubs. Yeah. yeah. They love 163. That was wild, too. But, dude, we, we I mean, speaking of 163... Are we going to get game 61 in every division? <laughs> like We might. We just no, I, might. I mean, you can make the argument that there's going to be like the highest chance for there to be an extra game. I mean, mathematically, yeah. it has yeah, to yeah. happen, right? The, like, the margins are way closer. Of them. That'd be awesome. There's Maybe no, they just do it on purpose so they can add more games to the season. Yeah, there's way less games to, what, the players to get more uh, pro rata. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 100% pro rata, yeah, you said, right? right? We're you tie. said. <laughs> Let's all tie it up, boys. Go back and forth. You guys tie, and then we'll just keep it going. What you said, but you said 100% prorated pay for every game we get, right? So let's just just make it 80 (laughs) extra games that we have to play. Oh, we tied the 61st game? 62. It's 63. (laughs) But no, no, it's definitely every single team is going to be within striking distance. And honestly, speaking about our division now, it yeah, makes so, me a little nervous. It makes so, me a little nervous. In terms of a 162, I got confidence. We're, yeah. we, we have time to leg him out because we got the depth. We got good pitching. We have Garrett Cole, if, in case you forgot. But and he's going to pitch in pinstripes in the Bronx. It's going to be sick. But, like, the Rays are good. The Rays last year, what was their record? Yeah. By, by the 60-game mark. Let me, let me say the uh, – For sure. 100% we're up no, on No, they those. weren't. But let me, no? let me no, tell weren't. you the 60-game the first 60 games with AL East. I mean, obviously, the, the top three teams, it's going to be really close. Red Sox are going to suck this year, hopefully. But I don't think in 60 um, games, I don't know, I don't know. if you can count them out so to win. The I'm, not, I'm not counting anybody out. I, the fucking, Nobody. The Orioles get hot. Orioles will count out. Yeah, we can see the Blue Jays come out. and have Yeah, Blue Jays hits, could get hot. Yeah, yeah, hot. Nobody runs. fucking knows. Blue Jays beat us in time. Like Blue Jays were our bugaboo last yeah, year. Yeah, fuck it. All right, right. So Yankees, 38 and 22. Rays 37 and 23, so they're right behind us. Red Sox 31 29, Blue Jays 22 and 38, and the Orioles 19 and 41. What were the Yankees? 38 and 22. Oh, so exactly what I said before. I, I honestly forget. <laughs> no, no, no. I, just, I was just checking. <laughs> so I actually read something You'd that's be a interesting stack Jeez. because you think, it's, hard, you think so, it's easy over here? So in baseball, oh, it's pretty good. easy to go on a decent skid. Like, Seven, no respect. Michael Scott. But I was reading something earlier that said a seven game losing streak, seven game skid this year is the equivalent of a 19 game losing streak, which that's why it only happened like six times ever in major league history, five or six times in major league history. And obviously, nobody would recover from that. <laughs> and somebody's going to do it, somebody's going to have a seven Hell game yeah. skid. Dude, if you lose, three, like, if you lose three games. And, like if the Yankees lose three games in a row, which they've done before, it's gonna happen. But and the Rays win three games, that's detrimental. Yeah, a, a three-game skid turns into a six-game gap because they won three and you and and them winning three is so easy. It's just three games, but losing three is just as easy. Like that, the spread is ridiculous in a short time span, and this is nothing I've ever seen before. It's just. So many, there's so many, there's so many, so many new things. There's so, so many, many new things. On, on the other side of the spectrum, though, I mean, I don't know what the Yankees' longest streak last year was, but it was more than seven wins, not losses, maybe losses, but wins. Yeah. So that's blown up the same. The 19 game win streak was put you up in the highest win streaks of all time. And like teams are going to win seven or eight in a row, and it's just going to matter a lot more. These That's why these games are going to be so nitpicky, gritty, like just 
they are really, really going to matter. Gonna once, so if you get on a streak, more. good or bad, it's really going to, in a week, you could the whole season changes. Yeah, could I, change saw, week. I saw people on Yankees Twitter in the past couple of days, been alive. We've been alive like we've never, like we never died in the past couple of days, which is great. But some people were saying, like, can we as Yankees Twitter, like, get together and not freak out about, like, a, th- no. a four-game losing streak? And I'm thinking to myself, like, if you think that people that freaked out about a four-game, because this person was alluding to previous years, if you think that Yankees Twitter and MLB Twitter are, like, are going to not freak out about a four or five game losing streak in a 162. What at all makes you hit send on that tweet to think that people are going to not do that or not react harsher in a 60 game season? If we lose three, I'm going to fucking pull out the stool and I'm close. I'm, I don't know. I, that'll be sweeps a huge deal, a huge deal, like, especially because it's within division because 40 right. games are within division. So a sweep, a three game losing streak is six games. That's crazy. Because a three-game losing streak is in division more than likely, and three-game losing oh, streak... More. Uh, if you get swept at all this year, you're more than it's likely like playing... It's like losing nine. It's like losing nine games. Because you're more, than like, you're more than likely playing against your division rival because it's 40 games, so fucking four out of six games are played against your division. The gap is cr- monumental. You need to at least split or win divisions every time. Series, I mean. Yeah. Like we, if we go ahead and we sweep the Red Sox in just one series without getting swept again, we're up six. We pretty much like that puts us way ahead of them. We're up six games, and now they have so much to make up in however many remaining games there are. If you sweep them mid-season, they're done for. <laughs> it, that's it. It's, it's gonna be really weird. And that's kind of. But then again, if they sweep you, about. you're they're back. Right. So that's what's <laughs> right. weird, and that's why I think that like when we were talking about the counting thing, like obviously it still counts, but like. That's why the winner in a sixty-game season and the winner in a one-sixty-two-game season are vastly different. Yeah. It's a, it's like less than half of the season by a, a long shot. It's a huge difference. The Yankees and had excited, the Yankees had um, their first three-game losing streak since April, and this was published in June. So from the months of April to June, they didn't mo- lose more that. than three times. I do remember that three games. Yeah, that makes me feel great. No, I know. I actually, I vividly remember that now. Like we didn't lose. It was a big deal that we never lost three in a row. We always would, I mean, at least would win. But here's, here's the thing, though. I think that teams like us and teams like the, you know, Dodgers, even the Braves, yeah. Astros, fuck them, but whatever. Like, the big the big kind of powerhouse teams, we lose seven, we lose six, we lose five in a row. We we can bounce back. I, I'm confident we can bounce back and, and win the next yeah. ten. But... I think this what you know, Murph. What you said with the the math and how it's relative to one sixty two season, like teams that are contending, like the NL East, the NL Central. You you're losing a bunch of games in a row. You are fucked. Like that. That is where it really, really gets competitive. Like Dodgers can lose confidently. I think they could lose eight games in a row and still win the division. They got they got Dodgers, Padres, Rockies, like maybe the Diamondbacks that can make make a run for it, but I don't know. I'm just I'm just that might be a hot statement, but but it I'm, try, I'm trying to compare it to up the division. You know, I'm trying to compare the division. Like, it's honestly, what do you think the odds, what do you think the odds are of, miss, of us missing the playoffs? So that's the thing. I think the odds are way higher that we miss the playoffs oh, now I'm, than it yeah, would have been. Oh, I mean, obviously, but, same for every team. Obviously, but like, what do you put it at? 
Like obviously we were, about, we're making the playoffs in one sixty two, hundred percent. But right now coronavirus is also like a very valid reason for teams to players and teams to miss games. Like yeah, what, say what's the, um, the what's the uh DL thing with them, right? So yeah, the COVID so they're, DL. They're, they're, in, they're implementing like basically a COVID DL. It's separate from or the IL. It's separate from the normal IL. So it's for players who either test positive or have or had symptoms dash confirmed exposure to COVID-19. I don't know what that means. So Charlie but Blackman. Like, but is there is there a set amount of days you need to sit out? I nope. mean, that's the thing. Nobody knows anything about Corona right now. So like, it says there's no maximum long is, minimum. How long is I'm it until it's you're two weeks, not? Though. Yeah, I feel like minimum has to be two weeks, two right? Weeks, it's, is it two weeks? Oh, minimum, yeah. But is it two minimum. weeks after you test negative? Probably. Maybe. I, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to try to pretend like I know what's going I know, on. Yeah, like we can't even speculate on that. But like basically, if that happens where you get a couple of players, especially if they're key players on that, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. And Garrett Cole goes on that. Imagine yeah. what happens. Say don't Garrett Cole, dare. even if he's the only one. Don't you, like that could really derail season. Don't you use those words, Ricky Bobby? Yeah. <laughs> Would you put that on Ricky Bobby? <laughs> that can happen. Would you to put anybody, that on though. anybody? Nobody's like, safe. If that happens to two of the best teams in baseball, the playoff picture looks totally different. Because if you, that happens with more than two or three of your key players, you're not making the playoffs. Probably. Luckily for the Yankees, New York is looking like the one of the safer places to live, which is crazy to even think about. Where Murph's from in Glens Falls, there's been no cases for how long? Not No new cases? So there, it was like three weeks we didn't have cases, and now there's one. I yeah. mean, in the whole he, county. Here, we're in phase two. We're feeling good. Outdoor restaurants. We're on track. I wouldn't say safest, but we're on track. We're on the best track. It's yeah, it's a con- it's a very constant yeah, decline. Yeah, we're, we're ahead of the game. It's a very constant decline. And here's why I think that... The Northeast in general. Yeah, I mean, we. I feel like everybody has just had it already. Yeah, we're not. I'm not. I'm not talking about this. We'll talk about the Tampa Bay is coming up. Yeah, they're yikes! Com- yeah, yikes. they're coming up town. Yikes! It's, well, I Miami mean, I, I said this uh. to Damon too before. I mean, I haven't met a, an, an MLB player in my life, so that's not the point. What's going to happen now? I'm, no, no. My my point is, it's I'm not. Like, I'm not coming. Infectious in. disease. No, no, it no. It travels through the air. No, but I, no, but it, it travels through human contact. You need to be near them. So I've never been within a thirty mile radius of an MLB player. All right. So like, what's stopping me now? Well, I'm not going to no. see. I'm not going to get next to Judge tomorrow and just like, oh, yo, like, real question though. Do you think, yeah, think the point Yankees, is that Judge isn't playing? <laughs> yeah. Do you think the Yankees? That's a bigger. I take. I'd rather I have coronavirus than Judge does. No, <laughs> I don't want Corona. I, don't I know. probably had it already. Whatever. Do you, do you think? I, I mean, I hope. I hope that the really cool if the Yankees open up the uh, the parking lot, if we could just like tailgate the parking lot and like just listen People to it on the radio. I, I saw <laughs> somebody. I saw somebody. I forget who it was, but it was a Red Sox fan on Twitter. He was like, "So when the Red Sox play at home, I can." Go to Lansdowne Street and catch the home runs, right? Yeah, <laughs> like right. that's allowed. And I'm like, I'm thinking, yeah, why not? Right? You're just walking around, pull up a lawn chair, bring a TV you know out, those lawn chair, Wrigley. What? So you know, like in left field, there's those buildings at Wrigley. Yeah, that yeah. Have seats above it. That's that you gonna have to be rent sick. Out. Can you imagine you could still rent those out and like watch, and you just probably can. Have, like, they're probably gonna cost a fortune. Yeah, they're, they're gonna cost so much like, money. You can do that at Camden too. Camden. Yeah, there's a couple too. you could do that. I'm gonna start saving now, Yankees Orioles. 
A ticket that used to cost twelve dollars cost fucking six hundred. I'll, I'll throw a paycheck on that. Are they giving us our <laughs> tickets back? By the way, uh, it got refunded. Uh, it got pushed to the next opening day. Oh yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, that's, I'm I'm very Hope okay I'm with that. That's a free ticket. That's a free. It's not a free ticket. We in my head, it is. It's a sunk cost. It's already sunk cost. It's a sunk cost. We thought it was gone. Now it's, it's gone. A gain. It's gone. Whatever. Next. I mean, speaking of Corona, not about Corona in general, but like its impact on the season. Like, what if it? Like, I feel like this season is great. We're all feeling good, and I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but like, so don't be. We don't need to talk about. But it's it? getting worse, and like, I just, I'm all I'm gonna say is I feel like. The season's starting, and then, but it's still looming over my head that it's at very, any point it could be canceled. It's very, very possible. Yeah. But and the way this year has gone so far, there is nothing off the table. I don't yeah. know. I, don't know. Hopefully I would they, hope that the do. MLB doesn't get canceled unless all of the sports gets canceled. Like, if the MLB uh, gets yeah. canceled, except for maybe golf. But I think all the, like the, four, the four major sports, I think that if one, one gets canceled, they're all going to get canceled. Well, Murph, are you saying because we're right. in the best position to be socially distanced? Is, like it's, it's a social well, distance sport. Well, that's part of it. Uh, yeah, so like, fo- so like football. I think if you rank the four major sports, like excluding golf, baseball's probably the easiest one to do safely. Yeah. No, hockey and basketball are probably two of the harder ones, and football's really hard, too. Honestly, I mean, you're, hockey, you're, t- you're touching maybe. everybody. I feel like basketball's the hardest one. Yeah, because yeah, there's no cover, and you're literally on top of each other. Right. But. So this year, they're adding new rules, right? Yeah, I won't talk we've, about that. We've talked about a bunch of new rules. We haven't talked about any new rules, right? I said I'm excited to talk about it. Oh, okay. I thought we already talked about it for a second. No. I'm bugging out. But so new rules, new season length. Want to get as many games in as you can. Change the rules a bit. I feel like it's more of a time for them to try rules. It's like are. an A-B testing it, period. It's, it's literally like a beta test. Like we're going to try. And, There's so much different in this season anyway. Yeah. we're gonna. This is a perfect time to test out rules that we want, and I'm to, happy want to implement it. anyway. And and like throw it at the wall, see if it sticks sort of thing. And that might be the case with some of these things. First rule, NLDH, no pitchers hitting. Let's go one by one and we'll say what we think about it quick. I like it. I like DH is stupid to me if it's. I mean, not the DH. The NL not having a DH is the stupidest thing in the world to me because in a sport, why would you ever have one side does one thing and there's different rules in another league? That's like that's literally like in basketball, the West Division versus the East Division. One of them, the three-pointer counts as two and the other one counts as one. Like It's just so dumb that a rule is different by design in each league, it gives you an advantage or disadvantage. Depends on which way you look at it, but it's just stupid that it's different in a way. And then they eventually have to run through each other at the World Series, and then what happens? Somebody has an advantage or disadvantage, however you want to look at it again. But that, to me, is so dumb that it ever was a thing. I don't know the history behind it. I'm not a history major. I don't know Murphy probably I, has it was in the 70s, I think. It's I just dumb. Exactly it's why. dumb that why, why would you ever decree that it's... There's a DH in one league and then not also follow suit in the other one. It just makes no sense to me. I agree that it kind of doesn't make sense on paper, but <laughs> and I'm going to sound like, uh, I don't know, like an old head saying this. <laughs> but, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's, been, it's just kind of how it's always been. I, I like when we go play in Chicago and all of a sudden we get to watch CC Sabathia pick up a bat and try to swing it. Like, but why not all the time I, then? I'm good with that if you do it all the time. No, I agree. It could be both, but like it's just interesting. And then it's also funny to see like who the Mets put in as their DH. Like, 
I don't know. I enjoy it. I don't. I get for this for this season. It absolutely should be thing makes sense because yeah, of how much any advantage the division have, games yeah. matter and how much like we're playing. Yeah. You know the the way the schedule is working out makes sense. Yeah. It would the, really suck. The otherwise. DH goes back to the 1920s, which I'm just learning oh. about right now. I was today I was today like years old. Stack no, it, it first no <laughs> like the the conversation about it. Oh. The you're right about the it was 1973. Oh, you mean the conversation of changing it? Yeah, yeah. Like the um, so the position is authorized by Major League Baseball Rule 5.11. It was adopted by the American League 1973. So that's when it was like actually implemented. But what I'm reading in right, the American League, yeah. But I'm re- yeah. What I'm reading right now is like throughout baseball history, it's been like consistent conversation like ever said like since the early 1920s so before 73 it was pitchers hit in both leagues and then they implemented dh yeah in the American League. so the national so in the late 1920s national league president made a number of attempts to introduce a 10th man designated hitter as a way to speed up the game and almost convinced national league clubs to agree to try it during spring training in 1929 is there still like a president for American League National League, or is it just Roger Goodell? Not Maybe. <laughs> I said Roger Goodell. Oh Roger God. Goodell and Rob. Jeez. I don't know. There might be, but you know, I mean, without the without the full history lesson, like I just I don't like any of the new rules. It like, but I haven't seen them yet. So yeah, I I, I think DH thing it's something that's gonna be similar to us. So I. I mean, nothing I, changes for us. Yeah, nothing changes for us. You I just I, don't I, never have to see Dellen Batanzas swing like Gary Sheffield anymore and just yeah. strike out. And I don't. I don't think I'm like that. I don't think my like um, disagreeance with it is so much of like they're not. They don't do the same. Are things. you pro this new rule or against it? I'm pro it. Okay. What I'm saying is, Murph, you're pro it. No. Really. What. What I'm I knew, saying, I knew he'd say yeah, that. I knew too. But what I'm saying is, Sorry. I don't really care so much that like one league has it. Too hard to be a historian about this stuff. Don't change the game. Don't change. The game. <laughs> You're like 70 years old, but like 20 years young. Like, I just don't. Yeah. If it ain't broke, but, don't fix but what? But it, it is broke. broke. It, it is broke. Very it's broke. Not broke. It's a broke. They've been trying to change it for the last broken thing about this game. Smurf, it's been a hundred years. Murph, it's been a hundred years. One hundred years, Murph. Game. It's been and a thinking like, oh, this would be so much better if they had a DH. They've like, been trying no. to change it for a so hundred years. So here's I'm not, th- like, all right, I'm not totally disagreeing. I would rather see no DH than universal DH. That's a hot take. I'm. That's my. I don't. I no, think wait, that, wait, wait, hold on. Let me let me talk about that. I may agree with you because here's the thing. There's strategy behind it. I do like the strategy. I was literally about to say, I do the like the strategy. fucking game strategy. What do you, no, what? no, 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 but not as much so, because when you take out the D, when you put a DH in everything, you never have to pinch hit. You never have to decide if you pinch hit. Deciding to pinch hit, you have to take that person out of the game the entire time. That's a whole part of the, sh- the game that's, it's such a strategy. It's such a chess match, and that's what everybody loves about, like when the Red Sox won the World Series, I'll give this to them, I'll tip my cap, like the chess match that where you you pinch hit, uh, like you pinch hit Eddie Eduardo Nunez and he hits a home run and it works out and you that looks like the biggest thing in the world versus before if you just let the pitcher hit and he does nothing like that's the impact. But I don't the- I don't want to watch the first six innings of a game and have the pitcher come up two times, flail at two fastballs, strike out on a curveball, like or just bunt. Like I agree, we're talking about chess match for the last 
three innings of game, which is great That's and all. That's what it is. But like in reality, the, the th- here's the thing about it, right? I think Let me hear back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, baseball players kind of did a little bit of everything, right? You you hear about, you know, pitchers pitching, pitchers hitting, like there, there there was no there wasn't as much emphasis on like a PO, a pitcher only. Yeah, just, I feel like, just an emphasis on steroids. No, I'm talking about before that. What? This shut is like the no, yeah. shut the fuck up. I'm not even talking about that. Right <laughs> so there's there wasn't as much emphasis on like a pitcher only. Like pitchers kind of did a players are kind of a little, little bit of everything. But so Kev. now it's like now it's like um you make me I can't even think with you just making these stupid comments. Yeah, every, every three words Damon says. <laughs> That's like, what I can't I'm here even for. think. Oh my god. Um no, I'm just trying to say, like, as the game has evolved, people have become specialists. Some guys came and throw. Some people came and throw to to one more than one batter, and because they're specialists now, and they're now want them to fucking hit the ball too. It's the hardest thing to do, especially in sports. with the three batter minimum rule now. Just put a never fucking DH in there. The, see, the three batter minimum rule was implemented this year, and it's continuing to stay this year, contrary to popular belief. But three batter minimum rule nearly eliminates the whole like lefty specialist or the. Right, exactly what it does. Yeah, it literally eliminates lefty specialists. Like, I don't know. Well, so let's get into that rule. The three batter minimum is staying alive, but we haven't even talked about it because it hasn't even been in a game yet. Because it was literally for this year, as scheduled as March 26th, when it was supposed to start 100 games ago. It's standing I, now. What do you do? You, are you feeling I differently like it. about it? I I don't mind it. I like it. I, I like it. Oh my! So you like I'm gonna, it? I'm gonna talk. You have now. you have a positive opinion about. It? I I feel indifferent about it. I don't. Know, I don't really care. Sure, if you're talking about a chess match, that's the ultimate chess match. Yeah, you're talking right. about a fucking DH. That the is chess the chess match. Mo- you just you just get out of here. Yeah, you just contradict. It's yourself. more of a chess match because it makes you, it makes you have to start thinking about when you're whether you're gonna put in if you should do it or not. What, more than a pitcher, more than every at bat. So if those were two outs, then you convert. You still use them as a specialist. That's at the end of the inning. Absurd. You can't. You can't just go. I see both two sides here. Righty up, right? So let's say, just for example, you have two righties and then a power lefty up. Are you gonna? And you have. They have to face those three batters. Are you gonna bring in a righty to maybe get two outs and then have the mismatch against the lefty? Or you bring a lefty first. Like I, I think that's where the. It gives the advantage to the batters. It gives the advantage to the batters a lot because let's say you have in MLB the show ninety nine Eric Thames coming up third batter. Do you want to put him in if he has to face him? Aaron well, Judge in this case. That is a chess I, match, but that's also just like um It's a different chess match. It's check. But it's also <laughs> just learning how to pitch to both to both sides of the plate. Being a more complete pitcher. Being more complete. Like, I, I, so that's not so what side are you on then? You seem like you're I mean, I I you seem like you're changing your opinion on it. No, I I, I don't I don't like it. <laughs> I have that effect on people. <laughs> I don't like it. But you really I, don't like it? I have but, no opinion. You don't like it, you love it. But I don't <laughs> so, no, but I don't love it. I don't I like it. it yet. I don't like it because of the implications behind it. To eliminate specialists? No. They're trying to speed up the game. I think this cat's crazy. This cat was alive, this I guess. This cat's broken. Um, but, you want to speed up the game? Take the DH out and then just get one quick. Take easy the out. DH out. Oh, oh my! That's the way to speed up kidding. the game. However, I'm just no, that's a good There's point though. Like that, three pitches down the middle. They're He's doing it. Like, here's time. the thing: they want to make the, they want to get the, they want to make the game more exciting. They add they add the DH. I get that. That makes no, sense. That's that's fine. But trying to speed up the game 
does like and um, just having the three batter minimum, I, the implications behind that I think are just stupid. I've talked about this so 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 much before. I think that they're trying to steer the game in all the wrong ways, and this is one of them. And I, I think that. that's the reason why I hate it so much because of the implications behind it. So we've spent that that rule. There's other rules that we should talk about. I'm most surprised we disagree that, on almost all of these. We disagree on everything, <laughs> which makes for a great <laughs> podcast because it's very controversial. Devil's advocate. You don't have to ben, play. You and I don't disagree on a lot. I know. I don't know. I'm usually devil's advocate, or Murph is devil's advocate to I'm what I say. Advocate, I just, I've, I wouldn't think we've talked in a Damon's while. Damon's usually the mediator. Maybe. Damon, the, the layout of this podcast. I'm a big depends guy. For new, for new listeners, <laughs> yeah. for new <laughs> listeners, the layout of this podcast usually is: I have an idea. Murph plays devil's advocate. Damon's like, eh, it could be either way. <laughs> Damon's ass hurts from sitting on the fence. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big depends guy. It's. I mean, if he, if he. See, if he walks and he's a pitcher, then he's it's, it's, it's good. It's basically it's, cool. it's basically it's walks it. as good as the hit. But if he gets it's a strikeout in three pitches, and the rule sucks. Like I don't know. <laughs> All right, next. So, rule. so that's the thing about DH, though. I'm like, it's not We're that I don't like it. I'm just a little skeptical of it. That's mm-hmm. all. All right, next time, next time we're watching a game, Spoken we're watching like a true game. American League baseball I can fan. Change my mind on that. An American like League baseball set. fan is skeptical of the DH, everybody, since 1973. <laughs> Skepticism takes a long time. <laughs> Remote high five. <laughs> Next rule, and honestly, I don't. I'm surprised we talked so much about a rule that's been established for a while, even though we haven't played games yet. The runner on second rule is one I can I cannot get it's behind. The, uh, that. the old California rule. That so you know what's interesting with that? You can throw a perfect game and lose. Yeah. Now, with two sack fives in the extra mm-hmm. innings. Yeah. That's bullshit. I mean, I just think the rule is stupid. I think, again, they're the speeding up the game again, and they're all the wrong ways is just another issue. Um, but that's like a Little League rule you do. And didn't they try it in the minor leagues, and it just failed? They, they tried, they tried it last year with the minor leagues. They did the man on second in extra innings, and everyone's like, what the fuck? Is, like, this, it's stupid. And I think someone said before, like... Um, like the Mets would forget to put him a runner on second or something like that, which is pretty funny. <laughs> the only good thing I could ever pull from that is that it utilizes carrying a speed guy on your bench because then you can he could be your pinch runner in extras. I yeah, guess it, it makes sense but with like, the the thirty man roster updates, but um, I don't know. I just feel like um, yeah, I don't know. I I just feel like it's it's a little league rule that shouldn't be. You did placed. you did mention one thing. It changes the game for sure. It. Makes certain people a lot of these rules, not a lot of them affect certain players. Actually, you know, a lot of them affect certain players, but this one in particular makes certain players more relevant to the 26 man roster, 30, however you want to have the aging schedule players when they go in and out, whatever. But like players like Tyler Wade are now, hold on, so they're, they're now. Yes, he's a speed guy. He's very fast. I blink and he's on second. But he now becomes reserved for that runner on second. He will not be brought into the game early. So like he gets fucked by this because he can no longer get entered into the game when he when a manager see fit that he gets uh, he is a fielding replacement or he can hit, which he can't do. But like anything else that he can do 
it's now limited to what he's best at. So yep. he's a pinch runner. So we are not going to put him in the game until we use him as that extra inning a guy. So that that puts him at basically never playing a game in in the regular nine innings. You know, it's just some players it affects so much because you want to keep that fast guy. Why would you not keep the fastest guy who actually isn't so good that you need to get him in the lineup? But like it screws him over so bad. Yeah, I had a thought about that earlier when you talk about pitching. Like, do you keep a guy in your bullpen that's like meant for extra innings that maybe works well with a runner on and maybe has the stamina to go for two or three innings? Here's the like, thing. maybe why. Why? Why more so? Because no, well, because like, so you're automatically having a runner in scoring position with no out. So if you have somebody that's particularly good in those situations, like it, it's like it's not a closer, but it's that kind of specialized bullpen role, like the equivalent of a long reliever. Like maybe you can get out of a jam and you can throw two innings. Like you're the extra inning guy. So like Chad Green, and like fits. So yeah. So say for example, maybe Chad Green, maybe Haman when he gets back, maybe. Um, I don't think should be out of Vino, but maybe out of Vino, like he's a striker guy. Like I don't know, like somebody that maybe that's a new role that happens in the bullpen now. Yeah, and then you don't see a guy come in in the eighth if it's a close game. I think because the, you're saving him for extras. Yeah, I think I quick, quick going back to the the like Tyler Wade thing because the thirty man roster I think kind of contradicts that though because Tyler Wade is a utility guy, but when you have that many extra players in the roster you can kind of allocate like Tyler Wade I don't think he's, right. he's not just You're a right. speed guy he's a however that rule is implemented in the regular season when it's 25 man roster though yeah but 26 but still 26, I mean. but still you have that room to like if you really just need a speed guy like you can probably fucking figure yeah, it out Terrence Gore the guy we signed for the playoffs that never and they cut him already never spat on the field yeah, which you gone. can't do this year so yeah <laughs> I don't know but you uh you also don't need like a guy that's gonna steal bases. You just need a guy that can get home on a single. You need, so, yeah, like, you need a guy who can run from second to to home. Yeah, because something in the single. something in the gap that's all you has to score you. You got you gotta have seventy speed. That'll score you. You don't need ninety. Not even the gap. You need, you need to be able to react and a good get, base it, get it to home. But though, if you have yeah, an, you but if you have an edge base. like Tyler Wade does on the base pass, you're gonna you, you you're gonna think twice. Maybe you might. Not save him and screw him over for that instance, but you're going to think about it. Yeah. It's going to impact his role on the team, absolutely. But I think that yeah, all of these things we talked about, that's enough chess for me, and I think that... The- <laughs> his brain hurts. <laughs> Damon's, a, Damon's a checkers guy. This was a lot of chess. No, what I'm, try- what, I'm try- what I'm trying to say is that you're trying to figure season. out the end of the DH thing is, is going to be the biggest thing about chess. The entire game is going to be like that. So that's There's why new- you need to have the DH in there. It's just a different chess. Tying match. it together. There's different chess matches. The new rule that I'm sure none of us have opposition to, I think it's funny, two of them actually. Pitchers can now have a... Hi, Hannah. Pitchers can now have a wet rag... In their back pocket, in place of licking their fingers, so that's just stupid. I mean, it doesn't do that's anything. That's stupid though. It kind of makes sense. And this was a proposed one. I don't know if this was agreed upon, but it kind of. Like, was pine tar? I, mean, I, yeah. I get it, but like the the licking the fingers is a, it's just a reaction thing. It's like spitting. Yeah, and I. Agree Which is interesting just, because they literally said that. I'll read the quote. What about like the rosin bag situation while you're pulling that up? I'm sure that's allowed. Good, good. Why not? Everyone, uh, everyone's everyone's touching it. It's communal. You gotta, you gotta bring like, your own now. Yeah. 
It's like yeah. if you bring your own guac to Chipotle, yeah. you got to bring your own. Who does that? Me. I have no idea what you're talking. You bring about. your own guac to Chipotle. It, yeah, it's, you know guac is extra. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. So, well, we'll get into this first, but they also have the rosters I want to get into after. Yeah, talk about that. Thirty men. Yeah, let's do it. So yeah, well, so I pull up beginning this. of the season for the first two weeks of the season, thirty men rosters. Then for the following four weeks, twenty eight men rosters, and then twenty six for the rest of the year. I like it. Um, I think I'm, it's in, be good I'm indifferent about that. I'm indifferent about these rules that don't affect the actual game. Right. If the, ga- if the gameplay stays the same, I they could have forty people. I don't care. Like, I think they're again, this, though. What for this for the, for this season? I think that really benefits the Yankees because they have so, we had so many bubble guys. Like when we when it was normal season, we we're like, all right, who makes this twenty six man roster? When yeah. we didn't think all this was going to happen, we were nitpicking over this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Yeah, we have the opportunity. Now those they get two weeks to play in the majors and two. Yeah. Uh, it's different because we have we have so many different tools that we can just throw in and out, like these 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 people who would be starting on pretty much any other mediocre team, and they're on our bench. So it's a, it's like a it's like a champagne problem, but yeah, it's uh, I like that I like that term a lot. Yeah, I say it all the time. I've never heard of that before in my life. I'm going to say it every day. Yeah. You gotta have champagne problems actually say it, which doesn't come around a lot. But. <laughs> I mean, hey, we made our own mojitos today. And, yeah, and not only sick. do we make our own mojitos today, we made mango mojitos. Fire. We also grew our own mint that went into the mojitos. We we have a cat too, she's freaking out. But we have we grew our own mint. Yeah. We basically make our own granola. <laughs> we we don't. We don't. What else do we do on our own? Let's get back to the baseball. Back to the well, baseball. You guys are proving your independence to everybody. Uh. I'm an independent woman. But the new rule that I thought was funny that I was trying to pull up on my own was Jeff Per Jeff Passan, spitting is prohibited. Passing. Included but not limited to saliva, sunflower seeds, or peanut shells, or tobacco. So you can't spit tobacco if you're packing a heater. So... You can't chew tobacco regardless. So who's the guy who's just not going to spit the entire time and just pack a hog and get super buzzed? Like Adam Dunn, no, I feel like would be, be the Chris, kind of Chris guy. Davis is notorious for that. Because if, yeah. if you don't spit dip, I've dipped once in my life and didn't like it. I sp- the room was spinning, but I know Damon's a big dip guy. If you don't spit dip, you get super buzzed, right? I'm not answering that. Okay, Damon's not. No, well, you're just gonna see. You're gonna see Chris Davis just go into the clubhouse every like thirty-five to forty seconds and just come back. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So know. they're not allowed to do any of that saliva, sunflower seeds, peanut shells, tobacco at all times in clubhouse facilities, including the field. But chewing gum is permitted. I think this rule is so stupid. I think there's. I get why they'd even like put it. Put pen to paper here and say like you can't spit. But again, you're so socially distanced between positions. It's easier said than done. These are all reactionary things that yeah players. Like, I would love to see how they implement the the punishments for like, Didi Gregorius spitting on the people ground. People do it without even realizing. Like yeah, there's you, gonna be a curve there. Yeah, it's but, an it's an inherent whatever. action. I mean that that's just like a thing you do because there's a fucking pandemic happening. So you again, have to say it, but it's not gonna change. You're not the, gonna implement. It's not gonna change the game, but you need to put the rules in place because without the rules, there would be no season. 
and that's what you need to do it. So it's lega- for legality reasons. They had to say that they're not going to implement a rule. It's like the it's in the contract, it's but like it's the, uh, it's like the pitch clock. They never they they said it, but they never implemented. Yeah, the they have the clock, clock, but it doesn't do anything. No, that was stupid. It's broken half the time. So those are all the rules. Those are our opinions on the rules. I like the wet rag. That's the end of that. Next thing I wanted to talk about was one thing that actually. Wait, hold on. Can I say one thing yeah. on that because it, it yeah, pertains? Ahead. They also said like no celebratory contact, no high fives, no fist bumps. So like somebody hits a home run, they come back in the dugout. They're just gonna sit. That's down. gonna be fun. I think they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be fun about that's that. That's gonna though. be funny though. That's ridiculous though because they are all basically quarantining together. But again, it's like, it was like, it's, like, it's literally like a hotel California situation. Like they're all staying together. Probably they're all in one spot, and once they're bounce from the playoffs they're gone they go home they do whatever they want to do so it's ridiculous that they, like it's like like me and damon when we go out to the grocery store we're allowed to stand together we don't have to be socially distanced because we live together like it's it's the, the same situation like why can't you high five your own teammates again it's it, a lot it, easier it's with just, two than yeah. others and they needed to pass it it's, but also it needs to be the rules all the time. it needs to be it needs to be the rules that's that's the end it needs of it. To be written. it needs to be in the rules sure. it's written it's it so another thing i saw there was a Newsday Sports article. I don't know if you heard of them before. I haven't, but they spoke about Aaron Judge, so I read it. And they basically said that Aaron Judge could, big word, could be ready for the opener, along with other players recovering from injury. Could be? I'm sorry. This man has played no baseball in the last eight months. Eight months. I get they misdiagnosed him. There was a whole situation. But again, eight months, subtract two from that, from when they figured out that he had a punctured lung or cracked rib or something. First, Figure it the fuck out. Or or if it's that bad, punctured lung sounds fucking bad, tell us about it. Like They have been so tr- not transparent about Aaron Judge's injury. Like They don't tell us anything. They tell us everybody else. Like, oh, yeah, so-and-so is on track. Like, James Paxton's on track for a schedule. Aaron Hicks looking good, taking BP. Aaron Judge, hmm, haven't seen him. What? <laughs> like, well, I don't, yeah, it depends how much. I don't know how much access he has to team doctors. That could be a factor. Yeah. Access uh, to team doctors. I'm pretty know. sure the face of baseball has access to team I doctors. I mean, here's, here's the thing. Oh, we've, we've heard, we heard it when the season was happening. We heard it when the season wasn't going to happen. It's been back and forth. I'm personally, it was one of those things where I'm sick and tired of talking about it because... It's been misdiagnosed all this time. Me, my personal opinion is I hope he gets better. I hope he's there, but I am not going to believe anything until I see him on the field. So he, re- he just, he started, that's all I'm saying about he it. He started hitting. So a good point that I saw about this whole thing, because I was worried about like, okay, if the season were to start, is Aaron Judge okay? Like I haven't heard anything about it. And that's concerning because wouldn't you think if Aaron Judge was taking BP, we'd hear about it? And literally this week, he just started hitting off a tee. That's not live BP by any sense of the word. And that's what like we were fixated on when Stanton was coming back from injury last year in the middle of the year for the playoffs. And we're like, well, like, yeah, again, like he I, I think because they avoided the the questions all the time, that makes me always believe that it was worse than it actually was. So maybe it was a really bad injury and he needs time to recover. I don't know, but I also just, again, I, I just, I want him to play, but I'm not going to play 
he said, she said, and figure out when he's going to get in the field because I'm not a doctor. I have no idea what's going to happen. I think but it's gonna, not even he said, well, gonna because nobody said anything. <laughs> no, everyone's been going back and forth. Oh, Aaron Jones taking BP. Aaron Jones feeling good today. Like, I don't, like, just tell me what's going to be in the field, and that's it. I'm, and I'm not going to believe it until he's actually there because we've, we've been brainwashed to the fact that he, we can say, oh, he'll be ready in two to three weeks, and then but they've two never three weeks a- hit. And then they're like, oh, wait, he's not feeling great. It's going to be another four months. Like They've never had a timeline, though. And that's why I'm more freaked out about it because you don't know what's going on. Like, it just, to me, this is insane. And honestly, I feel like there was just as much of a likelihood of him to start March 26th opening day on the team as it is right now. And that's stupid. That is stupid in terms of a fan's perspective. I don't know his medical dossier. I don't know what his papers look like. I don't know what's been going on with him. He's got a crack rib and a punctured lung. That's all we know. Should be good by now. But like, literally, my feeling of the what I with the information that I've been given as a fan, and I pay attention to it, is that I was just as hopeful that he would be starting opening day on March twenty sixth as I am right now, and that is a bad sign if there's a four-month gap in between that and now. Especially with how the injuries are blown up. Like we were talking about earlier how seven losses in a row is 19 losses in a row. That means seven missed games is 19 missed games. Like, it's like 10% so he's of the season right He's out for two weeks. That's 40 games, essentially, Like, which is basically being out for a month and almost a month and a half. And you know how much better we do when Aaron Judge is in the lineup? Like, or the record shows it. It's just crazy to me that, like, I get it. If it's a detrimental injury, figure it out. Tell us. Say, Don't beat around the bush and say, like, we're crazy. We're fans. We love this shit. Like, don't play with our emotions like that and say that he's going to be ready for March 26th when he's not going to be ready for July 26th. <laughs> like, they, that's crazy. Like, in the simulated season that we're looking at, Brian Hoke tweets about it every day. Aaron Judge is in the lineup. He's hitting home runs. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me that he's even a thought to not be in the lineup on opening day in July, in almost August. Yeah, it's a good point. But it is nice to see that Hicks is back. It's nice to see that Paxton's going to be back. Um, it'd be really cool if Seve got, like, super surgery and he could be <laughs> back, but that's not going to happen. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see him, like, if we have any sort of the injury luck that we've had over the past year, and I mean calendar year, not just past season, yeah. like it's really going to hurt and it's going to get blown up way more. Like these knickknacky day to day injuries, people are going to have to play through that because, say, Stanton jams his thumb and usually he'd sit out three games. He's probably not going to sit out three games anymore. You know, like it's going to be a bigger deal. People are going to play through a lot more this year considering how much it weighs. Every game, like we've mentioned multiple times through this podcast, I just think it's so crazy that the the I, I and I I'm perfectly fine if it's a bad injury, if it's super super serious, take your time, and that's what he's been doing, which is the silver lining. I'm not all shitting on the way they've handled this. However, it's been horrible that he's had so much time, and I think that's more reason why I'm more upset. It's because he's had this extra time to be taking it serious and just like you don't have to pick up a baseball or run or work out for three months. Let it heal. And it's still like borderline. I get it. If it was serious, 
and you told us a timetable from the beginning, hey, it's going to be about six months or whatever, then I'd be like, all right, like, I'm not pissed off about it. But, like, if you're going to handle it as if he was going to be ready on March 26th and now he's not ready on July 24th, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. I th- I, I'm, I'm really not I'm really tired, tired of talking about it, <laughs> to yeah. be quite honest. I'm just upset. I feel like I'm I talk about upset. the same topic for, like, We're welcoming a back whole year. Arms. I'm just upset. Yeah. But back. the silver lining also is apparently he's going to be ready for opening day. And I don't want this to seem like I... That he's not getting ready for opening day. All signs point to yes, but I was just pissed that it's a possibility, and we haven't even heard anything about it. But the other, it, it apparently it's concrete or close to concrete that Stanton, Hicks, and Paxson will all be back for opening day, which is dope to hear because those are, if the season started as it was supposed to be scheduled on March 26th, then they were going to be the ones that weren't starting, and we were going to have an outfield looking like Clint, and company like Brett Gardner and all them. Brett Gardner doesn't miss a game ever, but that was just an interesting thing to me. Um, what do we think? It's sixty games, like we've said seventy-five times in this podcast. What do we think a good record would be to predict for the Yankees? Because all things considered, a good season is one hundred games win. Win one hundred wins is a great season. It's a great that's, a, season. that's a good benchmark for like for us for the Yankees at least. What do, like what's the benchmark now? Do we just base it off of last year or? Uh, I don't know. I think it's gonna be, I think because of the competitiveness, I think forty is a forty is a lot because because yeah, of who we play. Not even that, but just in general, I think like. You know, the Astros and the Dodgers were the only two teams that made it to 40 games at the beginning of the season, but that's because they got off to a really, really hot start and none of these other factors were in place. So I think 40, is gonna, 40 might not even happen. I think that 40 is going to be really, really hard to hit. So I think like around that 35 mark is going to be a realistic, like predictable schedule for us to be in the playoffs. So that, just because I... I I don't think that teams are just going to dominate. I think it's going to be a lot of back and forth. I think 30 is going to play like 90. Yeah. Well, no, because 30 is 500. That's the thing. Yeah. But again, but, no, it's going but, to be so down nitty but, gritty. To but like, again, there's just so many know. different factors that like, I think when you get to the nitty gritty and you get to those 30, 35 wins, that's probably going to be a good amount just because of the structure of how the season can be built off of. The, the the playoff race is going to be like on yeah. like the I just, month of September is going to be crazy. Every game is going to be like, oh yeah. my god! I just don't think we're going to see forty games, forty game, forty wins. It's I just, just don't. I just don't think it's going to happen. And the crazy thing about that is that that's ten games over five hundred. Yeah, which yeah. is which is crazy. crazy. Wow. Well, I don't know. Yeah, the margin. I mean, baseball is baseball, but like, if you think about it, the month of September, how it feels. For teams like the Yankees, teams like the Dodgers, Astros, Braves—not Braves, but the teams that are front, like front runners—the month of September for you, kind of a cakewalk. You kind of just rest people and and rack up wins. I remember the last game of the season last year. We played the Rangers. We lost. Didn't fucking matter because we already had our seating and our everything intact. You know, so the month of September now, like. We're not going to have a margin that's big enough to just sit back and watch, you know? Like, we're going to have to, 
like always have the foot on the gas pedal and just like, like there's never yeah. there's never a time to just sit back and like be like, okay, we have this seed, we're gonna stick with that, we're gonna not try and get injury. Like I remember last year we were pushing to the it was it was either we push to the finish line and like risk injury or we reserve and we don't go for the number one seed overall because we were in a race with the Astros and we keep the people we have here because we've been just destroyed by injuries. And that whole thing is like, no, you can't even have that possibility. Like you have to push to the end no matter what, because your margin is going to be like a game. Yeah. You're going to be up by a game over the race. That's it. I think that it just, it ties everything together. We talked about today. I think it's just, it's going to be a really exciting season with a bunch of different variables. I don't, it's so it's impossible to predict and it's impossible to, it's impossible to predict what's going to happen, and it's impossible to predict what the reaction of it is going to be when it's all over. And that's and why I, I think, and that's why I think I'm so excited about it. So that's uh, I don't know, I'm 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 pumped for the the shortened season. I hope we're getting the full season. Hope it doesn't get canceled. I think it's going to be really really excited, really really exciting. Yeah, and our episodes we're gonna have a lot more to dive into. Everything's gonna matter yeah, that much. Everything every is gonna be like matters a, the same as every series, yeah. basically, is what it's like. Dude, it's gonna be so. a playoff atmosphere for every single game. If we lose one game, you're gonna hear me on this podcast, and I'm gonna be like, the sky's falling. I'll be a chicken little. I'm just be like, okay, figure it the fuck out, do something, sign somebody, sign Yasiel Puig right now, like get him on the books. I don't know. I don't care. We need depth. I don't know. That's yeah. a whole conversation for another it's, podcast. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be it's gonna be interesting. Perfect. But yeah, all right. That's all I gotta say. That's it from me. That's it from everybody. Let's go, Yanks! I can't even believe it. Just feels so weird that we're gonna have baseball so soon. It seems too good, good to be true. It's it, a seems good too, it seems too good to be true. We have we've had a Yankees podcast, and we haven't talked about regular season, like actual Yankees baseball, for eight months. Yeah, that's wild. I'm excited to talk about an, a, a new game. We've been talking about like, oh, they did this back in the '70s. Uh, it's yeah. I'm, I'm excited to talk about. We're new, excited. New shit. That's it. Oh, 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 oh,